Welcome to the Early Career Moves Podcast, the career strategy podcast for BIPOC folks in their 20s and 30s trying to figure out their next career move. I'm your host, Priscilla Weninger Bolcha, Latinx career coach, former talent recruiter, and human capital management consultant. Each Friday, I'll share an actionable tip to help you on your career change journey so that you can job search with confidence, land amazing job offers, and get on with your life. Let's get started. Hey, everyone. Welcome back to the Early Career Moves podcast, episode 64. Today is part two of a three-parter that I'm doing on informational chats. The last episode, 63, was really the basics. What is an informational chat? How to reach out to someone to do an informational chat and why you should do one? What are the different purposes? Today, I'm only tackling preparing for an informational chat. So what do you do after someone says yes? You do have to spend time preparing, and there are three things that you need to prepare for ahead of an informational chat. And the next episode, I'm actually going to do how to actually have one successfully, how to have a successful informational chat. And so I'll talk about etiquette, I'll talk about what kinds of questions, how to structure the call, how to use the time, and overall how to build a really positive relationship with someone who can help you in your job search process. I think of the informational chat as the equivalent of stopping and pulling over to ask for directions. So imagine you're on a highway, you're completely lost, you don't have a phone with a GPS, you don't even have a map, you're not really sure how to get to where you're wanting to go. What's the only option? You have to pull over and ask for directions. And so an informational chat is that exact process. But in the career world, You ask someone, how do I get from point A to point B? Since you are someone who most likely you live here, you know how to do that. So can you please help me get unstuck and move forward? It cuts down significantly on the time wasted from being lost and not knowing something because not knowing something and being lost can be very costly in terms of time and money. And if you really stop and look around in your life, there are a lot of people that they're just not willing to pull over and ask for directions. And they are wasting precious time and money and energy because they're just so unwilling to do that. And so, you know, I talk a lot with my clients about we have to work through uncomfortable emotions. Sometimes it's awkwardness or sometimes it's um, fear of rejection in order to get to the other side and achieve the dreams that matter so much to us. And the informational chat is a tool that you want to master, you want to get comfortable with during your entire process, not just job search, but actually, especially the career exploration process, which is the beginning of the process that I work with my clients. I have my clients start doing these relatively early. So don't skip episode 63 if you didn't listen to it. And then once you're done with that, once someone has actually said yes to talking to you, then this is your episode. I'll talk about what you need to prepare, how to have a successful call and a successful networking call so that you know you can get really good at this. And over time, this is what's going to give you all of the information and data that you need to go faster and more confidently in your job search. Okay, great. So let's talk about how to actually prepare to have this conversation. So someone has already said yes, the calendar invite is on your calendar. You're probably going to set aside at least 30 minutes to prepare for your first conversation. In the future, you probably won't need as much time. You probably will just need maybe 10 minutes, 15 minutes. But I think for your very first one, 30 minutes, maybe even 45 minutes if you really want to 
take that time and you need time to process, I recommend setting that time aside to prepare. Do not just wing this call, y'all. It is not worth it. Like someone has said yes to talk to you out of their day. It is precious time. Like so much can happen in a 25, 30 minute space. That person can think of ways to help you. They can refer you. They can give you valuable insider data and knowledge that only they could give you about a company, for example. And they will only be willing to help you if you create a positive impression and create a positive experience on the call for them. If you come across as distracted, unfocused, unenthusiastic, like you haven't done any research, you don't know the basics about them or their company where they work, or if you don't have a strong structure to the call or a strong reason for setting up the call, I mean, all of these things can really sabotage the purpose of having this call. And so that's why you really need to set aside this time to prepare so that you can go in feeling confident, okay? All right, so what are the three things that you wanna prepare ahead of time? The first one is company research. The second one is booster research. Booster is the person who's actually talking to you. So I'm calling them a booster because they've decided to talk to you and they're gonna boost you in your career. And then number three, you need to prepare how you're going to introduce yourself on the call and how you're going to frame the purpose of the call. Okay, so number one, company research. If you're really interested in the company where the booster currently works, then you definitely need to do a deep dive on their current company. You want to go beyond what's on their website. What's on their website is usually things like mission or values or their vision. You need to go beyond that. Glassdoor.com, look at the reviews for the company or any other sites that you can find that talk about this company. For example, if it's a startup, it may not be on Glassdoor, so try to find anything online that talks about the company. I would actually recommend having an Excel sheet for company research dedicated to it, and then creating columns that are different data points that you want to know about the different companies. So I'll give you a a list of data points that you should definitely know about companies that you're really interested in. So for example, what city are they headquartered in? What country are they headquartered in? What are the different regions that they're present in, in in the US, but also in the world? What is the size of the company? Who are the leaders of the company? What are their backgrounds? Is it a privately held company or is it a public company? If it's a startup, what kind of series funding does it have? How long has it been around in existence? Are there any recent merger and acquisitions or present M&A transactions that are happening? For example, are they acquiring a company? Are they being acquired? Were they recently acquired? Do they have a transaction on the horizon that might be important? If it's a government agency, who are the political leaders at the top? What are their political parties? You want to know how is it that they're set up? What are the different branches or divisions? If you're trying to move into a political government agency space, you want to also understand like what are the recent political bills or trends or issues that are most impacting them at this moment? So these are just a few list of basic things that you should know about a company. I'm sure you can think of more, but you want to get versed in at least the basics for the company because these can come up in casual conversations and you don't want to miss that because you want to come off as someone who's done their research and would also easily fit into the culture of this company because you're interested in it and you've done that work. You know the basics of this company. For companies that you're really interested in, I also suggest setting up 
a Google alert so that you get notified anytime that they're in the news. It's really important for you to have a pulse on both positive and negative trends that are impacting the company that you're interested in. Also, the industry that it's in or maybe the sub-industry that it's in. I do want to make a note that you should never bring up negative press or negative trends in your informational chats. You just want to be aware of them in case the conversation veers in that direction or the booster brings it up. You want to just be aware and, you know, if they have a negative mindset about the company or the industry, Try your best to not necessarily agree with them. Just acknowledge and hear them, but then move the conversation in a different direction. You want to spend the time flattering the booster, talking positively about the organization and the company. You want to build trust with them. And so I wouldn't use this time as a time to critique or criticize or speak negatively about what's going on in their company. They're well aware of what's happening. They don't need a reminder from you about it. I would spend more time talking about what's going well and also what excites you about joining that company. Even if it's a company that's in an industry that is volatile or challenging, you actually might use that to say that you're excited to be in an industry that has so many challenges and is always is fast paced and is ripe for problem solving and innovation. So you always want to kind of spin it a little bit for you in your favor. Now, let me just quickly say something. People often don't remember what you say. They remember how you say it. So if you spend a lot of the call, you know, being negative or speaking negatively, that just like brings the energy down. And so regardless of how great you are, if they're going to watch away from the call feeling down, they're not likely to help you because that wasn't a positive experience for them. If anything, you want to do your best to have a, you know, create a positive experience, bring up the energy and convey your enthusiasm because you want to make them feel like, wow, that person was really cool. Like I, we need more people like that at our company as an example. The nice thing also about company research is that you will need this later. It's not just for the informational interview. It's you're going to need this for your actual interviews. So this is work that is worth it and look at it as work that you needed to do anyway. So it shouldn't really be seen as an additional step. Okay, the second thing that you want to research is doing research on the actual booster, the person who's said yes, who's going to talk to you. You're going to use LinkedIn for this primarily. You could also do a Google search, but I feel like that's kind of unnecessary because if they have an active LinkedIn profile, it's pretty standard for you to look at their profile and use that as a jump off, especially if you set up a call with them through LinkedIn. They're already assuming that you took a look at their profile and that's why you set up a call because you have something in common or or something like that. So definitely take some time. I mean, you don't have to go inspect your gadget on this, right? Like you just have to have an overall sense of this person's career path and did they have a traditional career path or or did they have a non-traditional career path? Did they make career changes that were challenging? Maybe they pivoted from being a teacher to becoming a a product manager. And if that's the case, like that's super interesting. And, you know, you want to definitely ask questions about that. The purpose of getting to know this person's background is really to help you inform the questions that you will ask them. And so as you're looking at their profile, I want you to make sure to write down three to four questions that are specific about their career paths. You don't want to ask this person that you're on the phone with, 
generic questions that you could kind of ask anyone. There will be questions that will feel a little generic and I'll cover those shortly, but still it's going to be tailored to the person and their experience. And so the best way to engage someone when you're talking to them is by asking about them specifically. I've been on informational chats where I'm the booster and someone's asking me questions and they ask me questions that are easily Googleable. I mean, that is just, that feels terrible when someone's like, hey, what's the DEI strategy for your company? And it's like, come on, man, like, I don't know. (laughs) Like, why am I on the phone with you right now? You could be talking to anybody at this point, right? Like, you want to ask their booster personal questions about their career path, their experience. So if someone were talking to me, they might say, hey, how did you use your MBA experience to pivot into management consulting? Like, that's a great question. I have so many directions and ways that I can help you by sharing that experience with you. So that's really the purpose of seeing their background is trying to figure out what are three to four really good questions that you can ask them based on their experiences. But yeah, you want to get familiar with what's their background, what kind of work experiences do they have, what kind of education experiences do they have, what's their current role or title, Like I mentioned on the last episode, they should absolutely be in the function that you're interested in. Those are the people that can help you. Those are your people. So if you want to work in finance, you got to be talking to someone who's in finance. You can't be talking to someone who's in legal. They can't help you. They can help you very minimally. They can maybe put in a referral for you, maybe, but you know, they just can't help you the way that someone can who's actually in the function that you're interested in. The last thing I'll say about that is don't feel weird on the interview saying, hey, I saw on your LinkedIn profile that blah, blah, blah. That happens all the time now. It's super standard. Just don't be afraid to mention that. As long as you say it in a really confident way, you don't have to say it in a way where you're like, yeah, so I saw you. I saw that, you know, on your LinkedIn profile, like that feels a little strange. I would just be like, hey, I noticed on your profile that you have this experience. Would love to hear about X, Y, Z right? Like, just keep it moving, right? Like, we want to convey that confidence when we are having these conversations. Okay, so the last preparation piece is how you're going to introduce yourself to the booster when you get on the phone and how you're going to frame the call and give purpose to the call. When you start the call, there will be some quick rapport, some quick small talk at the beginning of the call. This is your typical like, hey, how's it going? How's your day going? Where are you located based out of? Awesome, cool. There's maybe like two minutes of small talk, hopefully not much longer than that because you don't have a lot of time with them. You want to maximize the time. And so it's actually on you to end that small talk and to direct the call, set the tone and create a purpose for how that time will be set up. It's really important for you to come across as someone who can take control, come in with a plan, and and really frame and structure that call. That is on you because you're the one who requested to set up this call. So do not assume that you'll just get on the call and just kind of meander your way through a aimless conversation. That's not a positive experience. The booster has already said yes to you. Now they're expecting for you to introduce yourself and set the purpose for the call and really drive the call. Like You are the one in the driver's seat at this point. Um, Remember, you pulled over, you're in the driver's seat, 
you need to now tell the person in the gas station like what it is that you need, okay? And and maybe tell them who you are. <laughs> okay, so when you're preparing this, you need to have a quick intro, quickly summarizing your background. And we don't need to hear your whole life story. This is not about you. You just need to give the booster a little bit of information and context about you. So this can be summarized in two to three bullet points. It's not a very long thing. I'm about to show you like what mine looked like when I was doing informational chats when I was in business school. So I'll do that in a second. But essentially, you want to quickly summarize your experience in two to three bullet points. You maybe want to tell them what you currently do. So where you currently work, what your current title is, if it applies, And then you want to pivot over to why you set up this call. Like, what is the purpose? Is this a career exploration call? Is this a call to learn about their company? Is this a call to learn about their day-to-day job? Is this a call to just learn about how they made a transition happen? Setting a purpose for the call, it's really helpful for the booster so that they can distill and figure out what information do you need. Back to our analogy about asking for directions, you can't just say, um, hey, I'm interested in going north somewhere. I mean, they would look at you like, what? What are you talking about? Like, where? Like, where do you want to go? Right? And so you need to be specific. You need to set the purpose for the call. And this benefits you. Like, you need to go into this call knowing what is it that you are trying to get out of this conversation. And so you need to prepare what that little intro and then how you're going to pivot into the purpose and framing of the call will look like. So I do recommend writing this down. And luckily, once you get your intro down, you won't have to prepare for this again. But for every different informational chat, you do want to take a second to ask yourself, okay, what do I really want to get out of this call by talking to this person? Because you don't want to keep having the same conversations with people over and over again. This is where you need to be really intentional about what information do I still need to to really paint the picture of where I'm going and how to get there fast, quickly. Okay, so I'll give you an example of what my intro looked like after the small talk when I would essentially introduce myself and then set the purpose for the call. So let's say the small talk is uh, teetering off. Great. So thank you so much for taking time out of your busy day. I really appreciate it. I am currently an MBA student and I'm really interested in transitioning to the human capital management consulting space, which I know you're currently in. I'll share a little bit about myself and then I'd love to pivot into asking you questions so that I can better understand how you made your transition to human capital consulting and also what is it that you recommend that I do as I seek to make this transition. So really quickly, I've worked in the education space for the last seven years in the world of talent recruitment. I've been a school teacher. I've also worked in the education policy space. I have a policy degree as well. And I'm interested in transitioning into human capital consulting because it's an opportunity for me to have impact on a larger scale and still work with people, which is what I'm most passionate about. So yeah, I'm really interested in hearing about your experience and hearing about how did you get to where you are today? How are you enjoying it? And what you recommend someone like myself who has a non-traditional background, like what I do to what I can do to set myself up for success in this process. Does that sound good to you? Okay, so I'm breaking character here. 
Um, if you notice, you know, that was a little off the cuff, but basically I'm saying thank you for taking time out of their day. It's really important for you to express a ton of gratitude throughout this whole call. And then I quickly share about my background so that they kind of know who I am, like what is my background and have something to work off of. And I also am framing the call for why I'm setting up the call and I'm taking control of the call so that we can now quickly move into the questions. I also notice I ask, does that sound good to you? It's really important for you to gain that consensus and say, hey, does that sound good to you? Don't just steamroll the call. You want to make sure they're like, okay with it because you never know. You might get different kinds of personalities on the phone. Okay, well, that wraps up today's episode on how to prepare for the informational chat. Doing this work will make you feel so much more confident and prepared. It'll increase the likelihood that your booster actually boosts you in your career, that they actually think of ways to help you, and that they are just so pleased that you have done the upfront work to have a successful, efficient call. And trust me, this will pay dividends. People are going to be way more likely to want to help you if you prepare ahead of time by taking these three steps. Okay, next episode, I will 100% tackle the actual informational chat, how to structure it, what kinds of questions to ask, the etiquette involved with these calls. And I will talk a little bit about small talk, which I know is an area that a lot of people feel uncomfortable with. That's okay. We'll talk a little bit about that. We'll talk about what to do after the informational chat. I'll also tackle what might happen. Like sometimes there might be things that go wrong during the informational chat and I'll tackle some of those scenarios to help you with that. All right, y'all have a wonderful weekend. Talk to you later. Thank you so much for listening today. Make sure you head over to ecmpodcast.com slash free course and sign up for my free job search training course. I teach you the three things that you need to know before you go into a job search process. My goal is to help you change careers with confidence and ease so you can move on with your life. I'll see you next week.